Welcome to the CSG Podcast. Coming to you live from the CSG Video Studios in Thornton, Colorado. Now here's your host, Jeff Morton. What is up, everybody? Thanks for joining me on the CSG Podcast. I am the King of Thornton himself, Jeff Morton. Uh, Ross and Nate are not with me today. This will be a Jeff Morton solo venture again. I hope you all are getting used to that by now. Um, I'm not insure, entirely sure where both of them are, but uh, I hope that uh, I hear from someone that, to letting me know that they are okay eventually, especially during this holiday season. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Jake's Sports and Spirits on 3800 Walnut Street in beautiful Denver, Colorado. Now, we at CSU Podcast have been sponsored by Jake's, oh, this is three years now. And uh, almost going on four. And it's been a great relationship. And um, as I keep saying every single week, go there, try them out, uh, specifically to try out their barbecue. Um, they got a, a, an actual smoker, and it is just some of the best actual barbecue you can get for a very reasonable price, too. Um it, it's it's great as I keep men- mentioning the grizzly is fantastic it's kind of like a brisket um, a smoked brisket and if you really like brisket um, that's the way to go so it seems like Texas style too and uh, that's really the best kind of brisket you can get also on Tuesdays they have two for one drinks so if you're going to go out with some friends that is that's the best time to do it go out watch some sports on one of their many many TVs and uh, just have a great time uh, when I'm chilling out with some friends and there's a bunch of Broncos, there's a bron- big Broncos mural in back. There's a giant picture of David Thompson right by the door. Um, great for Nuggets fans, great for any sports fans. Go to Jake Sports and Spirits on 3800 Walnut Street and tell them that CSG Podcast with, with sent you and ask for Jake Feinstein. All right, well, let's head into some Nuggets talk and the Nuggets went through a rough stretch at home. Um, they had lost two in a row at home, and they weren't great performances, particularly the uh, the Houston Rockets game where the Rockets came in at 5 in the morning, and the, and the Nuggets just laid one of the biggest eggs I've seen them <laughs> lay in quite some time. And uh, it was hard to watch. It really was hard to watch. Well, then they went on the road and lost in Utah, but they made a really big comeback, um, which was really encouraging to see because they were down by 20. Gordon Hayward went off for 20-something points in the third quarter, and then the Nuggets really clawed their way back and got within five with a minute to go and just couldn't really pull it out before the game became like a free-throw battle at the end. Um, So they headed into Philly, um, which would have been Monday, Really kind of reeling. And this Nuggets team has has really had to face some adversity this year, both of their own making and both and with injuries and scheduling and all that stuff. And currently they're on in the, uh, the beginning of a six-game road trip. And it's just they're, they're not playing a ton of great teams. And, and well, I would say that this <laughs> six-game road trip is probably the easiest six-game road trip they will have uh, with teams they're playing record-wise. Um, 
this year. In fact, I think that's this is their easiest stretch of the season, quote unquote. And that's to say that you know any sort of NBA game is easy for the Denver Nuggets because, as we know, it can be uh, it can even the easy games can be hard. But the moral of the story is against the Philadelphia 76ers, the Nuggets went in with this anticipated battle against uh, Joel Embiid, the the rookie who is making all all the heads turn. And I came out of this game thinking that Jamal Murray really has a case for being rookie of the year. Um at this point of the season, uh, specifically with his last month where he has really, really put the pedal to the metal. And in the, against Philly, he scored 22 points in, uh, you know, I think it was about 23 minutes, which is, which is pretty, it's not Clay Thompson's 60 points in 29 minutes, <laughs> but it is, it is really good for a rookie. And he really, if he played more, Hell, he probably could have had much more than he did. Um, it was exciting to watch, and it just kind of lined up in this litany of exciting games that uh, Murray has been having that really has people who have been paying attention, um, hardcore Nuggets fans, the handful of us that there are, um, it really has us kind of excited because... He did some moves and he shot some shots, particularly two I can think of where he did a kind of behind the back dribble to shake himself free and then shot at the top, uh, close to the top of the circle. And it was just just gorgeous. It was butter. It was just fantastic. And then there was a last ditch, beat the clock, underhanded um, 19 foot shot right near the arc that went in that had everyone going, oh, my. I just, it was just remarkable. And it was great to see because, um, let's face it, the last, you know, four years, the Nuggets really haven't given a lot of people a lot of things to cheer about. Um, And I say that as someone who understands the travails of what the Nuggets have been going through with um, their current restock, rebuild program that they're on. It's hard. And... I think they may have hit on something really, really special with the seventh pick in the draft. And I think that is something to, if you're a Nuggets fan, you can look at Jamal Murray and think, this guy is a reason to go to the arena. You know, the team may not be great right now, but this guy is a reason to go out. And I really suggest anyone who has has. Uh, even paid a modicum of attention to the Nuggets uh, this year to go to the arena the next time the Nuggets are in town, which, you know, there's a six-game road trip, so it's going to be well into next week by the time I record uh, at the recording of this podcast that they'll be ba- back even in town. And I encourage everyone, everyone to go out and see because it's 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 – I don't think – the Nuggets have never really been ever blessed with a tremendous amount of great shooters. Um, they've had a lot of great scorers. The The closest I can think of are, um, is Michael Adams in the late 80s, early 90s, um, who would thrive in this era of the NBA. Um, in that era, it just wasn't as valued, the three-point shot. And um, probably David Thompson, but the Nuggets really haven't had shooting guards who could shoot. 
and it's been really nice to see. Although Murray is more of what I would describe a combo guard, even sometimes bordering on more of a point guard. He really does well with the ball in his hands to create his own kind of shot. And he's a really capable passer. Um, which brings me to the next subject, dovetailing into the struggles of one Emmanuel Moutier. This has been, uh, I would say, more of a down year than up for Moutier, and it kind of brings to the fore a bunch of concerns that many Nuggets fans have had about Moutier watching him play this year, specifically his really poor shooting continues to be a problem. And I, I'd say that he's not really backing up his poor shooting with assists. Now, a lot of people point to Rajon Rondo's uh, time with the, let's see, the Celtics from about 2008 to 2011. And I'll say this about Rondo back then. Rondo was racked up the assists. He really did. He couldn't shoot to save his life, still can't, um, and is a head case. But he knew how to get the ball um, to the right people for the right shots um, with Garnett, Pierce, Ray, Ray Allen. I mean, they had a, a, a load of people who could, who could hit shots, but he knew how to get them balls, their ball in the right places for the right shots. Emmanuel Moutier has struggled with assisting his 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 teammates this year. And I noticed something, and I think a lot of people actually did too, but it was pointed out by Scott Hastings on the broadcast. When Jamal Murray was in, in the second quarter, um, there was a technical foul on uh, the six, I think it was a defensive three seconds. And Gallo was over talking to the ref and Jameer was talking to the bench Jamal Murray walked to the uh, to the foul line and was going to shoot the shot. Um, Gallo looked over at him and said, go right ahead. And that was a sign of respect, of, of just general awareness of who he is, and from a veteran to a rookie. Um, that has been uh, great to see on that end. Um, if Emmanuel Moutier did the same thing, I do not think that Gallo would have allowed him to shoot the shot. I'll be honest with you. And it was a sign of tremendous, tremendous respect from a, a veteran to a rookie. Even Jameer Nelson looked at him and said, take the shot, Rook. I mean, otherwise, Jameer Nelson would have, would have taken the shot. He did that a couple times in Denver. Um, so it is... It's something that you you need to look for, and and when you look at that with Emmanuel, you are understanding his problem. His game has been at times so bad that it has been. It is when I say this, understand that I understand he's twenty years old. Okay, Emmanuel Moutier's issues are the fact that he is not making his teammates better. And he has struggled in multiple, multiple areas in helping his teammates out and getting them the shots they need, which is what Rondo did back when he was good. 
And right now, of the two, Jamal Murray is the one that guys look at and think, you make things easier on me. You make life easier because you're on the court. I don't see that with Emmanuel. And you hope to God that he can finally get that kind of clue in, that he can finally develop that kind of respect. Um, because, yes, we could point to Gallo's struggles mid-year, like during this last five-game stretch, bracketing his time before when he was out of the lineup. Um, we could talk about how Wilson Chandler has stepped up, but he didn't score a point until the, until the fourth quarter, but he scored some big points in the fourth quarter. Um, we could talk about all that stuff, all the injuries, but the fact remains that Emmanuel Moutier has struggled making his, his teammates better. And I think that in a point guard dominated league, that is really, really hard to overcome. And it's going to be something that the Nuggets are going to be hoping and praying if they are into such things that Emmanuel can figure it out and at least become a good enough assist person to um, make his teammates better when he himself is not a good shooter. And that is what you need. You need that other stuff from your point guard. And right now, since the Nuggets don't have a point guard who is, say, I don't know, Russell Westbrook, um, they are going to struggle with getting that kind of uh, ball-dominant scorer, playmaker, all that stuff. But you see glimmers with Jamal Murray. And there's an interesting side battle between Murray and Moutier that is, I think everyone needs to watch because it is, it's fascinating to watch the rise of Jamal Murray, even though he's a rookie, and the continued struggles of Emmanuel Moutier. And hopefully it's not something that cripples the team. You don't think it will. You hope that he will get better. I still hope Emmanuel Moutier has that moment where the light goes on and things suddenly become much, much easier for him. I really do. And we'll see if it translates later into, you know, into something that can, like, push the Nuggets forward going into the mid part of the season. On that note, um, Michael Malone has taken a tremendous amount of heat this year. And some of it's deserved. Most of it isn't, I would say. Um, he did. He has brought things on himself, and specifically the Oklahoma City game, where he played the same lineup uh, at the end of the game for so long, they had nothing left at the end of regulation into overtime. And I... That was that was something that I think everyone every Nuggets fan looked at and think, oh, that he messed up. And he, to his credit, acknowledged the fact that he did that. And uh, I think everyone appreciated that when they were looking at the game going forward. That he acknowledged that his he contributed to his own demise there. Um, I think some of the other things are overblown. I think, I think yes. He probably shouldn't rely on Kenneth Fareed as much as he does. Last night, I think there was an acknowledgement of that, and he played Darrell Arthur um, more minutes than he did uh, Kenneth Fareed and, in fact, played Darrell Arthur down the stretch, which I think was reflected in the Nuggets' ability to hold off the, um, the 76ers as they were trying to come back. I think I've, I've seen that growth, and I think we need to credit Michael Malone 
when he make you see him make the adjustment. And I think if we can see it, he can see it. All right. And coaches aren't oblivious. Sometimes they have a different point of view. Um, sometimes they don't really think that that is what matters. But it, I think Michael Malone sees this, and he sees what he needs to do to adjust. He took some heat for sitting Jamal Murray and only playing him for 23 minutes last night. I don't blame him for that, and I think Will Barton was just fine. Um, I think that there is there's criticism, and then there is understanding that you need to play your guys who are playing well at that time, knowing that they're not burned out, you know. And Jamal Murray got plenty of run last night, um, and it was it was just time for Will Barton to be in there at that time. It, I don't have any criticism of Michael Malone for doing what he did at that moment. Um, I will say that uh, it, it's been difficult with the point guard struggles for the Nuggets offense to produce anything, so anything sort of reliable. Their defense has been atrocious. I chalk up some of that up to the fact that they're playing at a, a lot faster pace than they did last year. They were mid-pace team last year, and right now they're about – last time I looked, they were about six. They may have gone down since then, but I, they were about six before. So since, since that, that pace has increased so much, you're going you're to be kind of compromised on the defense, specifically since you were playing kind of a, um, a mid-tempo kind of t- uh, pace last year. I think that will correct itself once they all figure out that they need to do certain things. They have been better at certain elements than they were last year, but they've been worse than others. And I think that Houston game really dismayed everyone. And the Houston game and the defense in the Oklahoma City game. There was a lot of free scoring, and I think that the Nuggets kind of saw that, and you saw against um, Utah and against the Sixers that the Nuggets defense did get better as the game wore on. And I think that's kind of a trend you can look for going forward. As for Michael Malone himself, I think the the calls for his head need to probably chill. Um, it's it's he is in a he has not been in a great position this this season. Um, the injuries to Will Barton and Gary Harris really put a crimp in everyone's plans. And I don't think that that can be blamed on him. I I just that part is was a major part of the Nuggets' issues this year. Cannot blame him for that. You can blame him for the end of game scenarios, and I think that to his credit, I think he understands his mistakes now, and I think he will understand that going forward. So let's kind of move that back to. Taking a, I would say, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I would say take a wait-and-see approach on this. I mean, Wilson Chandler has been playing fantastic ball this year. He had a rough night until the third, until the fourth quarter last night. But he knew that Wilson gave him the, his best chance to win and had him in there in the, at the end of the game. Um, Gallo had 24 points last night. and He's starting to slowly come out of his his issues. Um, I think he's starting to get slightly healthier. He still has not been great on defense, which is on Gallo, and he definitely needs to prove, improve. Uh, Will Barton looked semi-healthy last night. Not, not great, but semi-healthy. He still had 22 points. 
Jamal Murray had 22 points. Gallo had 24 points. There was some elements that you can look at and you can be encouraged by, and I think Michael Malone looks at that and sees the same thing. This is a good road trip to get better on because of the opponents. So if we, if we kind of take, take a step back and look at this and we think, all right, by the end of this road trip, if the Nuggets are better off than they were than they left, then we can start kind of doing, making other mental adjustments to how we ana- analyze our, uh, this team. We need to give them at least this road trip. Right now they're 1-1, one and, one, and they play the Brooklyn Nets uh, on Wednesday. All right, the Brooklyn Nets are one of the worst teams in the league. The Nuggets lay an egg, and they keep going on this road trip, and it spirals. Um, then we have some serious Houston. We have a problem, basically. Um, if they're st- kind of treading water, yeah, they're not a great team, but they're they're just kind of going through the motions. If they are able to make some hay, then we kind of have to reevaluate. And even though they're though they're playing weak opponents. It's it's kind of like your time in the NBA to get better. It's your time in the NBA to, to form good habits. And the Nuggets haven't had enough consistency to form any really good habits. So I would say give them this road trip. They come back, and hopefully, I think every Nuggets fan needs to look at this, hopefully they're better off than they were before. And if they are, then great. And then we can start focusing on the great potential of Jamal Murray. And everyone needs to get excited about that. I have been beating this drum since the preseason. Even before that, when the Nuggets drafted him, people need to get excited for, the, for Jamal Murray because he's got that thing. He's got that kind of that element that people are starting to grasp right now. And I'm so glad that he was able to do that in Philadelphia. I am so glad he was able to do that in Philadelphia because at least he got some East Coast eyeballs on him. And now they can take that to New York and get some of those those Brooklyn eyeballs on him and start building the legend that is Jamal Murray. All right. Well, that'll be it for tonight. Uh, tonight. tonight. The sun's blazing through the window. Um, it's going to be snowing tonight. Everyone stay, stay safe in Denver. Um, this has been the King of Thornton, Jeff Morton, signing off. I'll see you guys next week.